Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine, where passions, purpose, and pursuits collide. I'm Sue Kelly, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be shining a spotlight on someone who has created their unique sweet spot in life. This broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's satellite studio at the very cool sweet spot in Gravenhurst, the Sada City Brewery. I'm delighted today to have Cindy Watson in the studio. Uh, Cindy is author of The Art of Feminine Negotiation, How to Get What You Want from the Boardroom to the Bedroom. Welcome, Cindy. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sue. It's so great to be here as always. I love your show. Again. Yes, yes. (laughs) It was a couple years ago, I think, when you were on the show. Time is flowing. And uh, Cindy is uh, the founder of Women on Purpose. Also, she's a lawyer. She's the founder and managing partner at Watson Labor Law, where she specializes in social justice. She is a TEDx and international speaker. She's also author of The Jeff Healy Story and Unloved and Endangered Animals. So I remember, Cindy, first meeting you. I think it was maybe 2016 when I um, first attended a Muskoka Authors Meeting. Hmm. It was a wintry December day. And I just took a risk and went up and there were actually, what do you call it when you're speaking? Everybody had to read something. Yes, yeah, when so. we have the authors, uh, we have authors nights where people mm-hmm. get to come and do their uh, their free reading. It's, I remember that night. You were fabulous. I think that's oh. when you first introduced your concept of still sexy at 60. Um, <laughs> yes, and that's, that's a while ago. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, and so, Cindy, you know, I always ask, so what is your sweet spot in life? Mm, I love that question. It's one of the reasons I love this show. I think we are so conditioned to define success based on, you know, money, how much money you make. And for me, that that's not the sweet spot. For me, the sweet spot is staying in a growth mindset, always striving to add more value to the world, and finding harmony in my life. That's my sweet spot. That's so well defined, Cindy. I don't think anyone has been that articulate <laughs> about that, but that's you. That's a darn um, lawyer coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it, you're always growing. You can always keep making a difference. Yeah. yeah and, I, I read a book mm-hmm. called Mindset by um, a, a psychologist called Carol Dwork, Dwork or Dweck. I always get that wrong, but it was an eye-opener for me, Sue, about the difference between a growth and fixed mindset. So I have really gotten very intentional about not being afraid to make mistakes, not being afraid to fail, and always staying in that growth mindset. It's a game changer. Wow. That's um, that's hold you in good stead, indeed. So I'm really excited that um, last week you had the Kindle launch of your book, again, yes. The Art of Feminine Negotiation, and hit it hit number one on Amazon bestseller in multiple categories and hit number two bestseller on Wall Street. Congratulations. Thank you. I just found out about the Wall Street Journal uh, number two spot yesterday, so I was super mm-hmm. excited about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let's just dive right in. So um, your book suggests that women are naturally better negotiators than men. Quite surprising um, fact, actually. So what is feminine power? 
Yeah, I love that question. And I know it's a very provocative statement, and I used it with intention. And to be fair, the book is we all have masculine and feminine energy. So it's really not about whether women are better or men. But I wanted to issue that sort of provocative statement out there because most women believe that they're not effective negotiators, and it is simply not true. And there's no one way to be a woman. There's no one way to be feminine either. But so long as you're showing up from your authentic place, rather Rather than what you have been conditioned to believe is how you ought to show up, if you tap in and lean into those so-called feminine traits, those are the key skills, ironically, that make and mark the most effective negotiators. So I really wanted to hit that for women who often step away from their power or overcompensate thinking they have to bring that masculine energy to the table. I think many of us have suffered with that over the years. Absolutely. Um, and at any age, yes, really, whether you're, you're talking about grade school girls yeah. And, you know, and all the way women in their 60s and 70s, we we can still learn these um, um, te- techniques. I'm not yeah. sure if that is the right word, but... Yeah, and I love that you mentioned grade school because I really believe, Sue, that's where it starts, mm-hmm. right? From as early as kindergarten, young boys get their social status by making themselves larger than life. And women, by contrast, were taught from a very young age, as early as kindergarten, to keep yourself small or there are going to be social consequences. So that deep conditioning about be a good girl, be nice, play nice, be a people pleaser, all of those beliefs inhibit our ability to self-advocate in really effective ways. So I hope this message is one that starts to ripple down and that we start teaching our daughters from a very young age about the fact that they have secret weapons to be able to be more effective negotiators. Secret weapons. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so let's tap into that. So it's most effective when we are our authentic self. So what are the qualities that women possess that strengthen our negotiation abilities? Uh, That is such a great question. And it's funny you ask that because that really was the impetus for the art of feminine negotiation. Because when I had my sort of epiphany, you know, I'd been called the Barracuda as (laughs) as an attorney for many years. And my clients meant it as a compliment. And I'm now embarrassed to say I wore it like a badge of honor because I believed, like many women, that if you're going to succeed in business, in the corporate world, in the legal field, that you need to take a, you know, a take no prisoners approach. And there are big consequences, high costs for that when it's not your authentic place. So I started really digging in, Sue. And the more I researched, I recognized if you look at all of the top negotiators through history and all of the academic work on negotiating, the key skills that make and mark the most effective negotiators are assertiveness. And most people consider that to be a masculine trait, but I'm going to circle back to that one. Rapport building, empathy, flexibility, intuition, and trust. And if you think about, so I created a model called R-FIT, so you can just remember, A-R-E-F-I-T, assertiveness, rapport building, empathy, flexibility, intuition, and trust. And if I asked you five out of six of those, I bet you would agree what you would consider to be feminine traits. And most people consider rapport building, empathy, flexibility, intuition, and trust to be feminine skills, those soft skills, and they are at the core of being a great negotiator. Uh, I just couldn't agree with you more. And assertive is not aggressive. It's uh, assertive. So good. That's right. Yes, because I say that when I'm driving. I'm an assertive driver. I'm not aggressive. I'm I assertive. Know. Go and for it. For women especially, yeah. because yeah. we conflate that. And women are afraid of looking like the capital B. So we <laughs> end up stepping back. Assertiveness just means 
coming up, showing up with confidence, that confidence comes from knowledge and knowledge comes from preparation. And we do that all the time, Sue. So I, I would argue that all six of those qualities are actually feminine traits. Hence my mm. women can be more effective mm. negotiators. There's so much in what you've just said there. And I can't help but recall, and I remember when you were writing your book and I was, um, had we, you were sharing bits and pieces. And I remember back when, gee, I think it was related to taking care of a sick child in a hospital and, and it's how to build, you know, rapport with the nurse yes, and how to get them to understand how you were, what was most concerning for you and making an ask. And, uh, and you have a great memory. Uh, yes. Cause I, I've applied what you've, you, um, espoused to in my own life in, in a variety of ways. So, um, anyway, I just think there can't be enough said about. Well, I love that. that. And just on that, it was my daughter mm -hmm. actually, who was in the hospital at the time. And, uh, and I'm glad that that stuck with you because for me, that was one of my real, when I was having that epiphany moment about, I don't want to be a barracuda anymore. Cause it was starting to spill over into, you know, affecting my professional relationships, then my personal relationships and my intimate relationships. And, um, and then I thought back to when I, when Jade was in the hospital, my daughter with open heart surgery, everything that could go wrong did. And we spent almost three months in critical care. And I didn't recognize it at the time, Sue, but I was negotiating for her life Ooh, every good goodness. day. Goodness, goosebumps. And I wow. didn't show up from that place as a barracuda. Back then, I was in my okay. authentic feminine, you know, motherhood role. So mm -hmm. I was bringing that rapport building with the nurses and doctors, mm -hmm. as you said. I was having to stay flexible as the ground shifted under mm -hmm. our feet every day, trusting mm -hmm. my intuition, even when I was scared to challenge the leading cardiologist, you know, in the country, and building that trust with all of them. So I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's a great illustration of just how all of life is a negotiation. All of life is a negotiation. Yes, underline. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so, um, so define the problem. How do women undercut our opportunities? Oh, gosh, I, I, again, a great question. I think we, we already talked a little bit about that deep seated conditioning, right? And we often like to point the fingers about how women have been sort of oppressed by men. But I, for your listeners out there, I really invite you to think about take some ownership for the ways in which those unconscious gender biases actually affect how we show up in our own belief structure. They've done some studies too. I could not believe the stats, even with all the work I'd done on unconscious gender bias. Young women who are writing their SAT exam in the in the US half the control group were asked to identify their gender simply check off whether they were male or female and the other half were not and consistently in study after study those women who were asked to identify their gender performed more poorly on their SATs like really? think for a moment about the power of that unconscious gender bias where simply bringing our femaleness to our attention mm -hmm. makes us underperform mm -hmm. and tied to that you have blocks right where we from a young age, we feel that we deserve less. And in fact, parents support studies show again, parents um, have higher expectations or beliefs about the abilities of their sons than their daughters, right? We're taught to be people pleasers. So if we grow up believing that we're not effective negotiators, well, how effective do you think you're going to be? If we grow up with blocks to receiving, which women do, we can't even receive compliments well, right? Oh, this old thing or oh, I'm, you know, so... Opening up to being able to receive and ask for what you want. 
and fears are a big one as well. But Well, I think we'll get that into part two. I can't believe that part one has gone by so quickly. So we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking to Cindy Watson, author of The Art of Feminine Negotiation. I'm Sue Kelly, and you're listening to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Sweet Spots. I'm Sue Kelly, and my guest today is Cindy Watson, who is the author of The Art of Feminine Negotiation, How to Get What You Want from the Boardroom to the Bedroom. Uh, Cindy's also um, the founder of Women on Purpose and founder and managing partner at Watson Labor Law. So, Cindy, this has been fascinating. Um, I'd like to drill down and talk to me about fear. Mm-hmm. That is a biggie. And it's funny you mentioned that one of my foundational models for as part of the art of feminine negotiation, we talked about the RFIT model. And one of them is what I call the no fear model as part of your preparation. And it's, I love acronyms. I think they're easy to remember. Mm-hmm. So it's no fear. It's F-E-A-R. And it stands for fear, ego, attachment, and reactivity. And I find fear is one of the, it is Mm -hmm. so often ignored. And for me, it's such an important part of that preparation process. And for women in particular, I think for everybody, but for women, for some of the conditioning we've talked about, we tend to be, we fear getting that no. We fear being rejected. We fear Mm -hmm. being judged. And I often call it the oft ignored um, sister to fear of failure, which is fear of success. Sometimes we're so afraid of how success may change our lives and change our relationships and how we're judged that we end up self-sabotaging without even realizing it. So getting really intentional about those fears and how they're stopping you from showing up as your most effective negotiator, how they are hindering you being able to ask for and get what you want in effective ways is such a key part of the process. So following up on that, and so a person needs to kind of look inward like I know myself sometimes uh, if I'm uh, if I'm feeling a little anxious I know what some of the signs are and I sometimes I just have to go in drill into that okay why why am I feeling anxious right now and it often is a fear of something so I guess you need to acknowledge Oh, that you're so intuitive, Sue. My gosh, that's a big part of the book. I, I call the approach to the book is the inside out approach. We have to start with that inner work first, just generally in how we approach and reframe what how we look at negotiations. But for each negotiation, when you're sitting down and you're about to have a difficult conversation, whether with your kids or your intimate partner or a big business deal, mm-hmm. doing as you just said, that quick check in about okay, what are some of the fears that are likely to show up for me here? What are some of the blocks that are stopping me from stepping up? How does ego show up for me? What are some of the things I might be too attached to in this negotiation? What are the triggers that make me reactive? That's your F-E-A-R. Doing that quick check-in alone will up-level your negotiation skills and get you better outcomes. Well, that sounds pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. That's the beauty of it. This stuff isn't that complicated. Mm -hmm. And that's why I try and break it down with Mm -hmm. simple models based on acronyms. So you can just remember, all right, let me do this quick check in and then it'll up level your ability to get more. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So it's the art of feminine negotiation just for women. Uh, Great question because obviously, and, and I really struggled in writing the book because 
as I, I mentioned earlier, we all have masculine and feminine energy. And I, my hope, frankly, Sue, is that this will, this, I'm on a mission to reframe how everybody looks at negotiation. Because when you come from that collaborative place, looking to understand and meet the needs of the other party, imagine what a different world it would be if we all did that, frankly, right? So the, so the concept and the models are for everyone. And I'm planning on writing a sequel called The Art of Feminine Negotiation for Men to talk about some oh of the conditioning that holds <laughs> them back from from leaning oh. into their feminine. Oh but my. This book, I admit, was targeted for women because I felt that women have historically been at such a disadvantage already because of their conditioning um, that I wanted to really tackle and address some of that conditioning and the problems that hold them back so they can raise that awareness that you talked about. And so... Who else would benefit from this book? Well, I mean, I'm biased, clearly, but I mean, I my hope is that everybody will start to seriously consider this as a model and rethink not only how they think of negotiations, but how they show up. But definitely, you know, women who shy away from negotiating because they're afraid of conflict, this book is for you. And interestingly, at the other end of the spectrum, women who bring, as I did, what I call that overcompensating, uh, very testosterone-driven, barracuda energy to the table, mm-hmm. uh, you'll really be able to find a new approach but also for young women I think the earlier we start reframing that conditioning for them and allow them to recognize to lean into your feminine that's such a gift rather than waiting until your later mm-hmm. midlife but also for men both to increase their understanding of the ways in which maybe they have been contributing to the problems but also to challenge their own preconditioned views and reframe how they show up as well so I love the fact you said it's a gift Mm. You know, and and if we frame it up that way, that we have these innate um, qualities that well, we already have, yes. and just um, utilizing them in maybe a different way. And so, um, could you give us some quick tips um, for our listeners right now? Yeah, well, you know, the, I think the tip I would leave you with is because we we talked a bit about the R fit model. So you mm-hmm. already, I, I would certainly invite your listeners uh, to write down those sort of six key, you know, those those factors. Say that again. Do our R our... fit? It's A R E F I T. So it's assertiveness, rapport building, empathy, flexibility, intuition, and trust. And we also talk quickly about the no fear model. Again, I just invite you to think about that, do that quick check-in about how does fear show up for you and how is it likely going to show up for the other side? How does ego going to show up for you and the other side so you can be prepared for it? Think what a benefit that Mm -hmm. is. The attachments and the reactivity. But the one we haven't talked about, and this would be the tip I would leave, and again, a really simple model. I call it the 5W model. And it's simply who, what, where, when, and why. So as part of your prep for a negotiation, get intentional about who do you want to show up as? I actually invite you, pick three words that describe who you want to be in this negotiation. It'll change how you show up, how you approach it. If you get caught off guard, if you are triggered, it allows you to take a pause and breathe and get back into who you want. Consider who they're likely to expect you to be, because that can be a powerful tool. Who are they likely to show up as? So you can be Uh, you know, prepared for all of the possible versions of how they may show up. Then the what, get real clarity around what you want. And in terms of outcomes, both the thing that you want, the sort of substantive issue, but also what relationship outcomes do you want out of this? Sometimes the relationship is more important than the thing that you are arguing about or discussing, and even just the process. So be really clear on the what, and also just the where and when. 
as kids, we intuitively knew not to ask our parents for something if they were in oh, a bad yes. mood. Oh, right? yes. So choose the timing <laughs> of your negotiations. Timing is that can be everything. Timing yes. and the where setting is everything. And the last one is the W is why. Why this is important to you. Even if it's money, it's never just about the money. It's what that money means for you. Mm. So that five W, if you apply that and start practicing it, again, it'll be a game changer in getting better outcomes. Yes, um, those are wonderful uh, models for um, us to um, to learn and think about whenever we're fearful. Yeah, you know about whatever it is that we are in moving forward with. We're in conflict with. Um, it could be a, a, a grandchild, your your partner, um, any you know, just everything. It's an everyday life, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yes. Service providers, you name oh, yeah. it, right? And so, um, where can our listeners get your book? Well, it definitely, it is the Kindle version is out now. The hard copy is going to be coming shortly on the heels. But the best place I would say is just go to the Art of Feminine Negotiation Book.com. So just www.artoffemininenegotiationbook.com. And that'll uh, take you right there. Because I'm going to be offering a roundtable as well. And that'll allow people the opportunity to either just get the book or sign up to be able to do a, a personal Q&A with, uh, with myself. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's a bonus. Indeed. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for coming in today. I'm very excited for you. And uh, this is going to make a difference in the lives of all women. Well, thanks for having um, me. Thanks for sharing your passion with us today. And I hope today's show hit your sweet spot. Join me on another Sunday morning at 8 o'clock for another episode of Sweet Spots, or you can just go to um, Muskoka, Muskoka Bay, um, CKAR, and uh, just check on the podcasts, um, all of our magazine shows. We are the Bay, CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial.